Welcome to another week. It is Rick Six, Season 3, Episode 12. We're back with the Weekly NFL Picks. It's Week 12. Happy Thanksgiving to all. We got some Thanksgiving games coming up this week. We got three of them, and we, it seems like it's always the same ones. I mean, you obviously got the Bears and the Lions playing. You got the Cowboys and the Raiders. I will be attending that game. So excited for that one. And then you got the Bills and the Saints. It's always normally the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Lions that play on Thanksgiving. Last year, the Lions played the Texans. Cowboys played the football team last year. And then I'm pretty sure the Saints played the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. But Nonetheless, it's always nice to wake up early, watch some Thanksgiving games. We'll just have to see how it is. We're joined back by Gledhill, of course, and then Preston is back. Preston, welcome back. We missed your uh, we missed your energy. We missed your hostility. What's going through your mind, man? It's been a couple weeks. I missed you. Yeah, dude. NFL has been pretty crazy this year. The lines have been all over the place. You know, really looking forward to uh, the games today, or should I say the games this Thanksgiving. And the games this weekend, I think, you know, it's a make or break week for a lot of teams. We see teams like the Eagles trending upwards at this point in the season. Um, and then teams like the Browns tre- trending downwards at this point in the season. So it'll be interesting to see how this playoff race shakes up the next couple of weeks and then which teams will be fighting for a spot by the end of the season. Yep. Can't forget about the teams trending upwards. You also got the Indianapolis Colts now who just completely smacked the Buffalo Bills last week. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdown games, monster performance. The Colts are looking to make the playoffs. The AFC is literally wide open right now. You got te- you got like 12, 11 teams right there within a game of each other. So, And then you got the Bills who screwed around a little bit too much, and now the Patriots took first place in that division. So just a crazy, crazy ending we're going to have. I have no idea. I mean, we're at the point in the season where anybody can beat anybody, and I have no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl. So Gledhill, what's up, man? Welcome back. Yeah, another big week. Um, I, I, even, I mean, all three matchups today, I'm kind of excited about. Even, even Bears Lions. You know, I was joking earlier about you know it's Jared Goff versus uh, versus Andy Dalton. Not a not a quarterback matchup that really gets you excited. But you know, I, I really hope the Lions can get their first win of the season. They played a lot of teams close. You look at their losses. I mean, they had a really close loss to the, the Ravens. A really close loss to um, 49ers early in the season. That Steelers game was pretty crazy. Uh, that ended in a tie. This is a team that really could maybe have three wins four wins you know so they would still be a, a pretty bad team but they you know not not quite on you know at the basement like they are now they just don't have the, the players quite yet but I, I think Dan Campbell's working yeah I, I'm excited to see you know what, what their future looks like especially at the quarterback position because I just um, I made the argument last week that you got to you got to do something else at quarterback I, I just don't I don't see it with Jared Goff you got to make a splash go get it you know go get a Geno Smith or go get a uh, you know try, try and get a Tyrod Taylor or something and, and then maybe draft a guy, you know, trade maybe trade your pick down or, you know, get a guy in the second round or whatever, but need, need to make a push, you know, try something different at quarterback. I, I think Jared Goff is holding this team back. But, uh, yeah, I know the other two matchups, Raiders, Cowboys, uh, Bills, Saints, you know, open to see if the, you know, the Bills can get back on track. Uh, I know they've, they've kind of fallen off recently. Uh, I still think they're super talented, uh, but, but certainly a tough road test in New Orleans. 
I mean, Steelers-Bengals is going to be big. Buccaneers-Colts is going to be a tough game to pick just because the Colts are playing so much better recently. You know, shoot, Patriots-Titans. I mean, I think that's going to be a great game. Chargers-Broncos, kind of a tough divisional game there. Um, where you're just, you know, in Denver, you don't really know how that game's going to go. Um, Rams-Packers. Um, and then, you know, Browns-Ravens, kind of a lot at stake there. Brown, you know, Browns are 6-5, and five and, you know, they really need to get to 7-5. and five. So, yeah, uh, I guess we'll, I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, Jared Goff seems like he might be holding his team back. Still hasn't won a game without McVay. Thought I mentioned that. And last week, Tim Boyle almost beat the Browns. I mean, credit, that was an ugly game. Baker Mayfield didn't look healthy at all in that game, but we'll get into that later in the show. And yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Bears, Lions, pressing on my end. I got the Bears favored by three. I don't know about you. I, I know you're normally my spread guy. Do you have, do you have the spreads with you? Yeah, Bears favored by three in this game. You know, not a surprising line, but I will say this, the news of, Matt Nagy, yeah, supposedly about to be fired today after this game, this day's game. That news coming out, that's gonna the, the team can either rally behind that for today or they can be kind of you know upset about it and come out flat. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Who do, who do you got in this game? I mean, I'll go ahead and give it to you right now. It's looking like, uh, yeah, win or lo- win, lose. I've heard the rumors are that Matt Nagy's gonna be out regardless, but. I mean, if they lose, it's definitely he's definitely going to be fired by, you know, I would say tomorrow or this weekend. So what, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say the Lions are going to go ahead and win this game. I'd say it's time for them to win a game, whether, you know, it's now or never, basically, for the Detroit Lions. You know, you've got some Thanksgiving Day magic, potentially. So I think a lot of teams or a lot of people are going to see that Chicago Bears minus three line, and they're going to think, oh, okay, that's like – the Lions, you know, they, they could definitely win this game. I'm going to go ahead and take Lions money line. They should have had a couple of wins this year, a lot of close losses. I think today they finally get it done. 17 to 14. Yeah, I was going to say low scoring game as well. Now, you know me, guys, I've, I've been saying all year that I can't pick the Lions until they actually win a game. And even if they do win a game, I'm probably still not going to pick them. I'll just take the spread, man. I mean, 23-20 sounds like a low, good scoring game for the Bears' favor. They made me mad last week. I will say I picked them to upset the Ravens with Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown out, and it, it cost me one in the standings. But they realistically probably should have won that game. There was a, you know, Matt Nagy just dialed up some really bad calls there at the end. And uh, the Bears, I, I agree with you, Preston. I think, uh, you know, we'll see how with, with the Bears respond. If Matt Nagy does indeed get fired, you know, win or lose. I mean, if they, like I said, if they lose, he's definitely out of there. And how does the team respond? Are they going to rally around him? Are they going to fold? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of firing coaches midway point in the season. Uh, I mean, I think you should wait it out a little bit. I mean, you, you put all the commitment into that one person. I mean, you might as well write it out. Cowboys did it with Jason Garrett, even though that year I said like, oh, Garrett, fire Garrett, fire Garrett. I knew they weren't going to do anything until the season was over. So, I mean, I'm, I, I really realistically think, I mean, as much as I hate Matt Nagy, as much as I hate the Bears play calling this year, I just think overall they, they should just write it out. But we'll see how it responds. This is good for Justin Fields. And I think, uh, you know, we'll see a, a lot more improvements for him next year. But for now, I mean, realistically, the Bears aren't going to make the playoffs anyway. So it's like, why even fire him in the midway point of the season? I, I think they should just wait. But that's just me. I'll take Bears 23 to 20. And Gladhill, I know you've, I know you've been dying for the, the Lions to win a game. Are you going to take them? You going to agree with Preston here? Yeah, you know, I'm going to agree. Uh, did you pick the Bears? I, I totally missed that. I picked the Bears 23 to 20. Okay. Okay. So matching the spread. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you and agree with Preston. I'm taking the Lions in this one. And I do think this is going to be Nagy's last game. I think, look, if you, if you know you're going to fire him, I think you just got to get it, just get it out of the way. At that point, you lose to the Lions. It's, it's a lost year. 
I don't know. So here, here's my here's my take on the whole Nagy thing. I think I think he was probably given one more year than he should have been given. I think you know making the playoffs that first year. I think people looked at him as like, oh, this is a playoff coach. You know, here, look what he did with the Bears his rookie year. I think bringing him in was maybe a decent idea. It looked decent, you know, when they first made the move, um, just because you know he was this guy who was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. You know, worked with Alex Smith. You know, the year before they took Mahomes. You know, did, did some really good things there. And the Chiefs' offense was better with him as as their offensive coordinator. Um, I think you know, he really did do some good things. But um, you know, I think the Bears were hiring him, you know, with hopes that he would be, you know, to Mitchell Trubisky what he was to Alex Smith. You know, they kind of rode the coattails of that really good defense to the playoff his first year. You know, things kind of regressed after that. You know, they're always going to be that second best team or third best team behind Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Just never could quite get over the hump the last couple of years. I think they probably gave him one more year than they should have. And, and at this point, I mean, you look at the Bears' job, I think this is going to be the best coaching job that's going to be open coming up in the next offseason. I really believe that. I mean, you have a quarterback that you, that a lot of people think is is the guy, a guy that you can build around going forward in Justin Field. You have a pretty good defense. I mean, you're, you really are a rebuilt offensive line and a couple maybe weapons on the offensive side away from you know, being a real contender in the NFC. You know, especially with the uncertainty going forward with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, you don't know, you know how much longer he'll be there. Kirk Cousins isn't getting any younger. The Lions probably need some more time to figure some things out, and their, their rebuild is going to take a little bit. So, I think the Bears could, could be a winning team next year. You know, if they hire, if they make this the right the right hire, I think you know Justin Fields can have a really good year too. I think this is a better job than the Broncos because they don't really have their quarterback figured out. You know, if they fire Vic Fangio. I think this is a better job than the Seahawks for sure. I, you know, I, I just don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty with the Russell Wilson situation. You know, I, I, I don't know if he's going to be committed to you know, sticking in Seattle as they rebuild and move on from Pete Carroll. Uh, I know he probably would want them to move on from Pete Carroll, but you know, I, I don't think he, I think he wants to win and I think he would go anywhere to do that. So uh, I think he would try and force his way out. And of course, uh, outside of Russell Wilson, the Seahawks do nothing well. So I don't, I don't think that's a very good job to get into. You know, the Jets, you know, they move on from Robert Sala. I think they're still a ways away. A lot of development that Zach Wilson needs to do, I think. And the Bears, you know, that I really do believe they're going to be the best vacant job. And, and I think you got to be aggressive. You can't take an average coach. I think, I think you know, especially when you're going to have, you know, really good candidates lining out the door uh, to coach Justin Fields, you got to look at your options. So that's my, uh, that's my take on it. Uh, yeah, the Lions are going to win this game. I think it's going to be like 24 to 16, but uh, I don't really have a reason to pick the Lions other than I think they've been playing really physically recently. And, and also the Bears, like that loss last week to the Ravens, I mean, that was unacceptable. you, you got to beat Tyler Huntley at home. There's no excuses for that. So, you know, it makes sense that the fire Nagy chance kind of started after that game. I also heard, heard stories that his uh, Nagy's son, who plays high school football in the area, at, at his son's games, people are are chanting "fire Nagy," which is uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, so, every everyone did yeah. it. You know, I, normally I would get on to you guys for picking the the Lions because I mean I know it's a trap. Like I, I tell everybody, it's a trap. Don't pick the Lions when you think they're going to win. They're they're going to lose. But obviously, you know, I believe what Preston was saying with Thanksgiving magic. I could see it happening, and then all the drama with Matt Nagy, and then even though I mean and. It just it just could happen, you know. It just could happen, and and I said last week that if the Lions were going to win any single game this year, it's going to be someone in the division. Like it's going to they're going to sneak one against Minnesota. They're going to sneak one against Bears. It's not going to be a team that 
nobody's going to like, somebody's going to think, Oh, the lines are going to get blown out. And then they win. Like that's not going to happen. They had their chance to win that Steelers game. They blew it. They tied. So this is the game to do it. If they're going to do it, like Preston was saying, if it's not going to happen now, when is it going to happen? So yeah, I, I respect it. Next game. We got the Las Vegas Raiders going on the road, play the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, I will be at this game. Really excited to attend it. Cowboys coming in with a lot of injuries. They missed, uh, they missed Tyron Smith last week against the Chiefs. They also had Amari Cooper's on the COVID list. CD Lamb's out with a concussion. So Michael Gallup's getting all the load at receiving. And then you got uh, Demarcus Lawrence getting off injury reserve. So hopefully we'll have him back by the Saints game next week. Randy Gregory should be back by then as well. And then, yeah, just a lot of injuries. But despite all that, the Cowboys defense still played really well. They, they looked terrible offensively in that Chiefs game. But if you want to take a positive note from that game, you can say that the Cowboys defense has been playing really well. Micah Parsons being a defensive player of the year candidate, defensive rookie of the year for sure. So despite all the injuries, you got to be happy if you're a Cowboys fan on terms of the, seeing what you've seen on the defensive side of the ball with Dan Quinn. And then you got the Raiders, meanwhile, who've just been struggling. They look like they might be falling apart a little bit. Uh, they you know lost three straight. The last three games, they've scored 16, 14, 13. Derek Carr has had four touchdowns, four picks, and they can't score. They just have had a problem scoring the ball. I feel really bad for Derek Carr just because of all the drama that you know been in Las Vegas. So that could either be really good or really bad for the Cowboys because you could get a, a Raiders team that's desperate and really has nothing to lose. So they're going to come out and swing in, or it's just going to be a, you know, a really dominant game for the Cowboys and the Raiders just continue to fall apart. I don't know what I'm going to see. That's why I love football. And that's why I'm excited to go to this game. Preston, what is the spread in this game? The Cowboys are favored by seven and a half. Cowboys are favored by seven and a half Raiders coming in with the 29th rate defense in the league. So we'll see if the uh, Cowboys will be able to run the ball because they got away from it last week. Gledhill, who do you like in this game? I like the Cowboys at home on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I think I think they'll figure out a way to win. I mean, that's 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 what good teams do, right? I mean, I think they're able to overcome the injuries, and I think they're going to have some absences on the offensive side. But you know, Zeke banged up, Amari, you know, Amari. I mean, C, you know, CD's going to be out too, and you know, but the. the the Raiders defense is not playing as well as the Chiefs defense is. I know that's a weird thing to say, but the Chiefs have been really stepping up the last few weeks on the defensive side. You know, we saw that they were really able to get to Dak Prescott last week. By the way, to mention to mention the Cowboys defense, I think it's really impressive that they're able, you know, they only allowed 19 points in that game. I think that's um, you know, considering the you know the way the game went. It looked, the game felt like it was a blowout. Like it never really felt like the Cowboys were in that game necessarily, but they kind of were in that game. Um, you know, right up until the very end, they were only a couple of big plays away from really being in it, but it, it didn't necessarily feel that way just because Patrick Mahomes is way more comfortable than, uh, than Dak was. And he, you know, he had, a, he had a lot more going for him you know, around him. I, I think Dak will be able to, you know, I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable this week. I don't think the Raiders will be able to get the same pressure on him that the chiefs did last week. You know, I think our defense will be able to step up too at home. You know, I, I really like Derek Carr. I, I've been high on him all year. Uh, I think finally, you know, when he was able to really put it together at the beginning of the season, you know, before, you know, everything happened with, you know, with Gruden and then Ruggs, and I was, I was almost like, look, you know, see, you know, Derek Carr is doing it. You know, he's, he's better than people think. And while I still think he's a good leader for this team, I just, I just don't, I don't really think he has, you know, super great pieces around him. And I think the loss of Gruden might, you know, might actually, you know, as much as people want to say, you know, he's going to be able to bounce back from that. And he's, he's a good enough you know leader to overcome that. I think, I think Gruden is a pretty good coach and I think he, you know, he is, he is going to struggle with that a little bit. So I think the Cowboys will win this game at home. Um, I don't think it's going to be really pretty, but um, you know, I mean, this is the NFL, you know, teams are going to deal with uh, 
was missing guys, you know, kind of at this point in the season in November, December. Um, you just got to hope that you can you can get to the you know get to the playoffs healthy uh, in a couple months. So I think I think they'll figure it out, but it's not going to be a pretty game. I'm going to go twenty-seven to twenty-two. All right, Preston, who do you got? Yeah, so in this game, I think it's a tough game to pick just because you don't know how the Cowboys are going to come out after last week. Last week, they made the Chiefs' defense look like the Bills' defense, okay? But, I mean, obviously that's due to a ton of injuries. They've got to figure out what they want to do now as far as a game plan against this Raiders' defense this week. That isn't all that great, but it's still better than the Chiefs defense. I think there's a lot of teams out there better than the Chiefs defense, even though the Chiefs defense has been improving a little bit throughout the course of the season as they've been able to make adjustments and game plan a bit better. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the Cowboys, but I got the Raiders covering the spread. I think seven and a half is a lot for a Thanksgiving Day game. And I think the Raiders are going to cover in this game. I think they're the the Cowboys will win by a touchdown. I'm going to say Cowboys win 24 to 17. Yeah, so I like what you said. You know, it depends what Cowboys team shows up. Obviously, I really do think that they missed Tyron Smith this past week, but they get him back this week, so that's huge. CD Lamb's going to be out, so that sucks. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of injuries, but a lot of teams have been dealing with injuries, so I'm not going to make that excuse. Now, I will say, I mean, and this is going to sound really salty, but if I do feel like if Cowboys had everyone, if Cowboys return everybody, like Amari Cooper, all those guys, and they were to play the Chiefs two weeks from now, I would pick the Cowboys in a close game. Now, the Chiefs defense, like I said, they played excellent. Chris Jones was literally destroying our offensive line, and and we just uh, we just didn't show up. We didn't show up. It's simple as that. Steve Spagnola has been dialing up some good game plans for the Chiefs defense down the stretch, and and uh, I got to give them credit. Now, I, I still think there's a lot of problems offensively for the Chiefs, uh, specifically because the game started, what, 16-3 to in the first quarter, and it's looking like the, the Chiefs were going to blow us out 35-6 to like six or something like that. It, it was looking like the game was going to run away early, I remember watching that game. I'm like, yeah, th- we can't stop them. You know, we can't score. This is about to be like a really bad. This is going to be a blowout to the end of it. And and then and then it just kind of got flat. And it and it's starting to look like the Chiefs team that we've seen all year, where they they've had problems. You know, uh, scoring the ball. They 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 commit a stupid, uh, a worthless turnover. But like I said, you can you can say that it's the Chiefs' offense, or you can say it's the Cowboys' defense. However you look at it. Bottom line is the Cowboys played really bad, and and they were still in the game. So I guess if you're a Cowboys fan, you can feel pretty good about that. But for me, I'm looking at this Raiders game and I'm thinking, okay, we just got to get through this game. We got to get through this game, find a way to win. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's by a a point, a field goal. I don't care. We just got to get through this game. We got to find a way to win this game because if we win this game, you know, obviously it's our eighth win of the season, another step closer to winning the NFC East, but not just that, but we also get some guys healthy. We're banged up right now. So if we can win this game at home, Thanksgiving against the Raiders team, that's, that's really lost right now. With all these injuries, that will be fine because you know we'll have we'll turn around next week against the Saints and we'll get D Law back, Randy Gregory, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb. We'll get all our guys back. So if we can get through this game healthy and people not getting hurt again, which because injuries have been killing us right now, if we can get through this game healthy and win it, don't care how it is, we'll do it. I expect the Cowboys to win twenty eight to twenty, and I think it's going to be a pretty eh, not too exciting game. But Cowboys, don't let me down. I'm going to this game. Don't embarrass me live because I'm going to be there watching y'all. All right. So that's all I got. 28, 20 Cowboys win. Next game. We have the Buffalo bills going on the road to play the new Orleans saints. We got the saints sitting at five and five. They've lost what they've, have they lost three straight now? I think they've lost three straight games now. I mean, their, their, their team is so depleted right now. They're coming into this bills game with 14 starters out 
14. They haven't had Kamara the past few weeks, and now Mark Ingram is out. Gardner Johnson hurt. Taron Armstead and Ryan Ramshack didn't play last week. They've been out. And uh, that's why I'm glad I picked the Eagles to win that game last week. So Saints just coming in super depleted. But you also got the Bills who uh, just laid an egg against the, the Colts. They got completely waxed at home. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns. They couldn't stop the run. And they've really had a, a, a lot of problems on the offensive line and running the football. They've been a lot. They've been really one dimensional this year. A lot of people are starting to throw a lot of things at Josh Allen and they haven't been able to respond. And, and right now the Bills are sitting at six and four and the Patriots, I told, I said, the Bills better stop screwing around because the Patriots are going to come and take that first place. And look, they've taken it. And the worst part about it is they haven't even played yet. They have to play two times in December. So this division is still anybody's taking for those two teams. And the Bills have to win this game. Like this is a must-win game for the Bills. You could say it's a must-win game for the Saints because they are barely sitting at the seventh seed in the NFC. But I really don't think that this team is realistically with all the injuries and Trevor Simeon at quarterback and no Michael Thomas coming back. I really don't think it's realistic for the Saints to win the division. And you got teams coming up. Preston mentioned the Eagles. You got the football team that are playing better. The 49ers and the Vikings are all right there. Like, I just don't see it's realistic and for them to make the playoffs. And if they lose this game, then I I, I definitely think it's, you know, you got you to gotta call it a wrap. So, Preston, what's the spread in this game? So, the Bills are actually favored by six and a half in this game. Six and a half. And, I mean, I'd say with all oh, the injuries. Line, line actually just got moved to seven. Okay. I mean, and I honestly, I think that's a fair spread. I mean, I know Buffalo has been kind of up and down the past few weeks, but I mean, the saints are just so inconsistent. They have too many injuries. I think it's, I think this is a safe spread, but Preston, what do you think about it? Who you got? Yeah. So I saw a stat the other day that defenses that play against Josh Allen last year, he was 17th in the league as far as number of plays against cover two this year, he's third. So teams are really starting to figure out ways to defend Josh Allen and the Bills offense. They're too one-dimensional. Teams are realizing if they can just play cover two and then just keep everything in front of them, that'll make it tougher. So Bills offense has to get a little bit more creative with their play design. And I think they'll be able to do that. Um, Saints defense is pretty good. So I think it's going to be a tough game. But I think the Bills defense is just going to be way too much for the Saints offense. Uh, Saints offense um, obviously, with Jameis Winston and no Alvin Kamara, it's going to be tough for them to get anything going. And I think they're going to score a touchdown, maybe even two defense and special teams today for the Bills. So I've got the Bills winning this game. Not a crazy high scoring game. The over under is 45. I would just stay away from the over under on this game just because I don't like betting the under. It's a pretty low um, over under. So I'm going to go ahead and say Bills win this game and they cover the spread. Bills win 21 to 10. I got 24-14, Bills win. I got nothing else to say. I mean, I pretty much said everything. Saints are depleted. Bills need this win more. I got it. 24-14. Gladhill? Yeah, so um, interesting stat. The Bills entered week 11, allowing the fewest points per game, 15, and then they gave up 41 to the Colts. The Saints, meanwhile, uh, entered week 11, ranked number one in run defense. Uh, 72.9 rush yards per game. And then they gave up 242 to the Eagles. I uh, got ran off the field, gave up 40 points. So I mean, both, both these defense really uh, are, are coming off stinkers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take the Bills. I just don't see the Saints really being able to do much. I think the Bills defense is going to come in frustrated. They know what happened last week. They know they laid an egg um, you know, at home against Buffalo. Uh, they know how much this game means. Uh, I think they're going to shut down Trevor Simeon. I, I think that Trevor Simeon is going to throw a couple interceptions and 
I think I just think the Saints are going to be a little too limited on the offensive side. I mean, the one thing you know going for them is obviously Sean Payton. You know, with Sean Payton on his side, I think Trevor Simeon can be a pretty decent you know quarterback. But I I, I just like the, you know I think the Bills defense is going to bounce back. We're going to see a close, low-scoring, ugly game that the Bills win twenty-one to twenty. I think you think, oh, this is in New Orleans, you know, Bills and Saints, two big brands. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think so. I think this will be pretty ugly and low-scoring, and, and the Bills will pull it off. All right, so unfortunately, Preston couldn't stay for the whole show. He had to dip out. He's getting busy today, going to work and other stuff. So he'll get the rest of his picks later on in the show. But, Gladhill, let's go ahead and move on into the next game. We already got through the Thanksgiving games. Let's go ahead and start with Sunday. We've got the first game, got the Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the New York Giants. I mean, it's always like this. These are one of those NFC East rivals where it seems like the Eagles just have always had their number. It, it seems like they've always owned the Giants, even though the Giants always keep it close. I mean, you, you date back to that Super Bowl year where Odell, you know, he, he scored that touchdown. He was pissing in the end zone, like just doing like that doggy style. They, like, that was funny. I mean, they always have good games, even when Philly has had a much better team with them in the past. They've always had good games. It, it, it doesn't matter. And so I, I think this has a potential to be a high scoring game. And, you know, you got the Giants coming off of a, a tough loss after the bye to the, to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers finally got right after losing two straight games. And then you got the Giants who Daniel Jones, you know, there were some questions about him, you know, if he's that guy and everything. And, you know, Jason Garrett out of there. So he got fired and you don't have to worry about them. But it's like, you know, New York is just kind of hanging on at this point. And meanwhile, you got Philadelphia. You were starting to put th- some things together. Jalen Hurts. I mean, he had three touchdowns against the Saints last week and they were all rushing touchdowns. And so. He's been able to, you know, run the ball super well. I mean, he's getting a little bit better on the on the on the throws, but still not a deep ball threat, still not a downfield threat. But that that's just not his game. You know, Jalen Hurts doesn't operate like that. But Philly has been running the ball absolutely outstanding. I mean, they've been putting some things together, and that's why that game versus the Raiders on Thanksgiving is is super important for the Cowboys. I mean, I think a couple weeks ago we thought the Cowboys, you know, were going to run away with the NFC East, but you know, if the Cowboys go to seven and four and the Eagles go to six and uh, six and six, you know, it, it gets very interesting. So. Uh, you know, the Cowboys definitely need to take care of business and Philly's starting to put things together. Now, I, I do believe that the Cowboys, if they play head to head and it came down to the division, I think the Cowboys were, would get it done. They, w- they would find a way to get it done again. But, you know, you never know. You don't want it to come down to that week 18 matchup. So the Giants, you know, like I said, Daniel Jones just played awful last week and the Giants are just kind of in a tough spot right now. So Gledhill coming into this game, it looks like the spread. The Eagles are favored by four and a half on the road here. Who are you taking in this game? Well, the Eagles are definitely playing better football right now, and there's there's you know some definitely some dysfunction offensively for the Giants. They had to fire Jason Garrett after that last game. I mean, there's some questions about you know Dave Gettleman whether he'll return next year. There's you know questions about Joe Judge. I think Gettleman's out. I think Joe Judge is going to be coming back. If I had to guess, I think Joe Judge should be coming back. I think he should be given one more year personally. But the Eagles are definitely trending upward, and the Giants are looking like they might be the worst team in the uh, the NFC East, and and that's. You know, that's that's saying some pretty bad things because, you know, that it's not, it's not a great division. It is in New York, though, and I know the Giants will come out playing hard. I, I just really like there's – some, there's some magic between Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts right now. I, I really like what I'm seeing. You know, I say it every week, Nick Sirianni, not, not the greatest at the podium some, sometimes, but, you know, man, he, he, he seems to be doing the right things. Eagles are, are playing good football. They're playing inspired football. That win over the Saints really impressed me. I mean, that, that was a Saints defense that, that really shut down, you know, Tom Brady and forced a couple really bad turnovers. And, you know, the, the, you, could, you could see there was some kind of magic with that Eagles offense during that game. They really got things rolling. So, 
Eagles are going for their third one in a row. They'd be a 500 team, which means they, you know, they would be in the mix of things for the, you know, for the playoffs. I don't see them catching the Cowboys. Obviously, I think Dallas would have to have a major meltdown over these next few weeks. We'll see what happens today, you know, against Las Vegas. But you know, the Eagles are going to be right, right up in there. You know, they'll they'll be they'll be in the mix for for the seventh seed or the sixth seed. You know, when it's all said and done, the way they're playing. So, you know, I'm going to take the Eagles on the road. I don't have a lot of reasons to pick the Giants right now. I think the strength of this team is on the defensive side of the ball. But I just think, you know, the, Eagle, the, the, the Eagles have been able to do some really good things against other good defenses in the league. You saw what they did to the Saints. You saw what they did to the Broncos. I think they'll be able to make enough plays in this game. Like I said, I, I, I think Jalen Hurts is definitely trending upward right now. I think he's, he is the guy going forward. At least in, in next year, he's earned the right to be the, the, friend, you know, the, the leader of this team at, at this time. And they got a, they got a, you know, a few running backs that I think can make some plays too. And also, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I, you know, I, I like some of the pieces they have, especially on the defensive front. And you got Darius Slay back there making plays. They call him Big Play Slay. I think the Eagles make enough plays today. And again, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Daniel Jones any day of the week right now. So I'm going to take the Eagles to win, thirty-one to twenty-four. Yeah, so Gledhill, I'm actually going to match your score because originally I had the the Giants covering thirty-four to thirty on the Eagles to Eagles to win, but then I saw that Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard, their top two receivers, are out. They can't catch a break with injuries, so I just think their their offense is going to be a little depleted, and, and Daniel Jones is going to make too many bad decisions down the stretch. So I'll give Eagles give me thirty-one twenty-four. I'll match your score, and that's really all I got to say about this game. I think the Eagles are trending upward, and like you said, the Giants are just kind of trending downward, at least on the offense side of the ball. So. We'll see what happens with Gettleman and, and Joe Judge and what they do going into next year because it's looking like there are about two to three more games before being eliminated from playoff contention. So we'll go ahead and move on into the next game. We have the Tennessee Titans going on the road to play the New England Patriots. Glad all this is a big game in the AFC, especially for how wide open it is. I know you were talking to me. This is the game this week that you can really look at and be like, okay, wow, this is this is a game that we're all going to be kind of eyeing. And, and, you know, you got New England plus one, two, three point differential this season. That's the highest in the NFL. You know, obviously AJ Brown is on injured reserve now, so he's going to miss the at least three weeks now. So that that's a that's a tough loss for them. They already don't have Derrick Henry, and then Julio's been banged up all season. And New England's coming in at home as a seven and a half point favorites. Now let's talk about Tennessee, uh, Gladhill. So I, I just want to I just want to throw out this little scenario for you, Gladhill. So you have Team One versus Team Two. What if I told you that going into last week, Team One was going to outgame? Team two, 440 yards on offense to 190. If I, were to, if I were to tell you that, what team would you say have won the game? Team one team or team one, two? Team one, 420. Yeah, I'd take team one. <laughs> you take team one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what if I said team one was on a six-game winning streak and team two was on an eight-game losing streak? Would you still take team one? I mean, you have to, yeah. Okay, so what if I would have told you that team two won? Yep. That's, uh, I mean, it would shock me. I know, you know, I know this is kind of a trick question, but it would obviously surprise me. I mean, what I would, what <laughs> I would say to that is, okay, there's bad turnovers in there. There's maybe a bad weather game. There's kind of just a weird, just a weird, weird football game where I'm at, you know, accrue a lot of yards, but you're not able to score points because you have costly turnovers and, you know, you're missing the best running back in the freaking league and your quarterback can't play well without him. 
So that that's what I would say to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you've clearly been the case with the Tennessee Titans. Oh yeah, you're 100 right. Tannehill threw four picks last week against the Texans, and the Texans after eight game losing streak, they moved to two and eight on the season. I mean, that that's basically what it was. Tyrod Taylor had a better game, but overall, just Tennessee making too many mistakes on the stretch, and and Houston's defense really stepping up. And it's always weird with those division games, like. It always seems like when you have a team that's like, so like we talk about the word trap game all the time and, and, and we throw it out there. I don't think anybody would have expected that game to be a trap game. Tennessee was arguably the hottest team in football last week. Texans were just a team. You were like, okay, God, like how many more games are they going to, are they going to win if, if they do? And yeah, it was just one of those games where like, I mean, those division games, you never know. And then a, a team comes out that, and has nothing like literally nothing to lose. And they go out there and smack them. So yeah, that was a, uh, just Tennessee, just a really bad loss, and Houston just got the better of them. And And Tennessee's really looking to bounce back here. They released Adrian Peterson after a short tenure there. And then you got the New England Patriots who are coming off of a shutout performance versus the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday Night Football. I mean, their defense just stepped up majorly in that game. And and, and looking back on that game, it was – honestly, I feel bad for Atlanta Falcons fans, Gledhill, because, you know, I was watching that game. I was watching the end of that game, and – you know, it, the game was clearly out of reach. With like four minutes to go, the game was over. Matt Ryan throws a pick, right? There's like four minutes left. He throws a pick. I'm like, okay, Patriots are just going to run out the clock. The Falcons are, they're, they're already going, they're already ready to, you know, call it a night. But then they, they take out Matt Ryan. They get the ball back because I think they stop, you know, the, the Patriots three and out. They get the ball back. At this point, there's like a little over two minutes left. Okay. They throw Josh Rosen in. First play, Josh Rosen throws a pick six. All right. And then they get the ball back again somehow. There's still like a minute left. Then they bring in their third string quarterback, and then he throws a pick. So it's like, bro, within a span of three drives in a row and a matter of two minutes, the Falcons threw a pick six and two picks with three different quarterbacks. I mean, I, I can't defend that. I, there's, there's really not much more to say about that. That's the Atlanta Falcons for you, ladies and gentlemen. So meanwhile, onto this game, like I said, New England's favorite by seven and a half. It's my turn to pick. You know, go ahead, I'm going to take the Patriots. The Patriots are the hottest team right now. Knowing how the NFL season has gone this year, the, the Titans are going to somehow win this game. You know, <laughs> just the way it goes. You know, when a team's on a you know win streak, and then you have the a, a team that's like coming off a bad loss, it always seems like the team that has the bad loss it ends up pulling up a major upset. But I'm not going to pick it anyways. I mean, I could see it happening. It wouldn't surprise me the way the season's going. But I'm going to take the Patriots at home. I think uh, I think they're a better team moving forward right now. And like I said, Mac Jones, he's not doing anything crazy, but he's doing the right things and. Bill Belichick. I mean, that's all I got to say. Patriots win. Let's go. Let's go. Patriots win 27 to 23 close game. Who do you got? Yeah, no Derrick Henry. That's definitely concerning to me. I just don't think Tannehill is going to be the same quarterback. And now he's going up against an even better defense. And I mean, let's, let's just get it straight. I mean, I think the Texans have some players, right? I don't think they're the most complete team in the league, um, obviously. And, uh, you know, this is not, they're not a good football team, but they have some guys. I think every, any given week, they can step up. And that's what they did. It was kind of a bad weather game, just a weird, fluky, you know. Yeah, they moved the ball well, but they, you know, just Tannehill made some bad mistakes. I think not having Derrick Henry is going to cost him again. I mean, this Patriots defense is arguably the best in the league. I just don't think Tennessee is going to be able to move the ball like the Patriots will. It is interesting, though, seeing the Patriots as seven-point favorites over a really good Tennessee team. That That is, I would not bet on the Patriots to cover. To cover. You know, it seems like this seems like a game I would stay away from because there's there's so many things that can happen, and you know, you never know with the, the, the Titans. They're coming off a bad loss. They're going to be fired up heading into this game on the road in New England. But uh, it, it's just going to be tough for them. Patriots are rolling right now. They're the best coached team in the league. 
what's interesting is the Titans might be the second best coach team in the league. They're, they're right up there too. I, I love what yeah. Mike, Mike Vrabel's doing former player under Bill Belichick. So um, there's definitely, you know, some kind of relationship there, which is pretty cool. But I'll take the Patriots at home. I, I just don't think there's many reasons to bet against them right now. Uh, I'm really excited to see how this game plays out. And then obviously, you know, we got, we got the two big ones in December, the two Buffalo games. So that's going to be a yeah, lot of fun. I can't to, wait for that uh, to see. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be everything for this division. So, and um, there's one team that's definitely playing better than the other right now. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go Patriots at home 29 to 26. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got another, uh, we got a division showdown right here. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's opening up as a three and a half point favorites at home. Steelers are five, four, and one. They tied the lines a couple weeks ago and they got Big Ben back last week. So looking to put some more things together this week. Glad to hear you taking this one. Yeah, this one's a little bit of a tough one for me. I think we find, we're finally seeing some consistency on the offensive side of the ball with Big Ben. But I'm also a little surprised with how the the the, the Bengals went to uh, went to Las Vegas and did, and did what they did on the offensive side and, and really just I, I could just tell they controlled that game. Their offensive line did a really good job on Max Crosby, which was um, I think something key to point out there. And even though you know Jamar Chase didn't have like the best day ever, I think you know Tyler Boyd was able to to really come up big for them. You know they can do a lot of things on the offensive side, and I think Zach Taylor's been making good play calls this year. They have their guy in Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Mixon was able to, you know, rush for quite a bit of yards against the Raiders. And then, obviously, I mentioned Tyler Boyd and, and Jamar Chase. Um, there's a lot of options there. Well, Pittsburgh has kind of righted the ship a little bit on the offensive side. And we saw Big Ben kind of you – know, he's, he's been playing pretty well the last few weeks, actually, which has maybe been a surprise to some people. They're, they're injured a little bit on the defensive side. So, I think, I think Cincinnati's going to be able to score some points this week. And while, while I think the Steelers will, you know, will be able to you know, do a little bit as well – I. I am really impressed with how Cincinnati was able to limit the Raiders on the offense. You know, their defense is able to limit the Raiders on the offensive side. So having said that, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. Maybe a little surprised, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. Bengals win 27-24. Yeah, I mean, talk about scoring points. You're right, Gladhill. These This Bengals team has the 12th ranked passing offense right now. They, they've scored 30 plus points in three of the last four games. So they can score the ball, and we know that. And, we, and they, they, these two teams played... Uh, you know, earlier on in the season and Joe Burrow threw three passing touchdowns and, and torched the, the Steelers. I think it was like 24 to 10. So it's kind of hard for me to say that the Bengals are going to sweep them this year. But I, you know, I just look at this game and I say, you know, TJ Watt's going to be coming back. So that's crucial. Right. But, you know, then I look at all the other injuries, you know, Joe Hayden listed as questionable. He's going to be out the second straight week uh, with the foot injury, just got downgraded for this Sunday. And then also they just put Eric Ebron on injury reserve. He got injured in that Chargers game, which by the way, that game was just Amazing, man. I mean, the Chargers looked like they were gaining control early and then the Steelers come back, rally back. And that was probably one of the best games of the year, 41 to 37. And I was impressed by Pittsburgh. I mean, they, they played well, despite, despite all the injuries that they had at the defense side of the ball. So, you know, no Mika Fitzpatrick, no TJ Watt, no Joe Hayden last week. And they, they were still able to find a way to keep that game competitive. So, you know, it's looking like TJ Watt's going to play. Uh, not so sure about Mika Fitzpatrick. Let's see if he's actually going to be playing this week. Uh, yeah. So it's looking like TJ Watt and Mika is going to come back. So I could see them definitely pulling out and that, that AFC North race is really tight right now. So I could see it happening, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals to win. And I think it's going to be a close fun game. High scoring. I got 31 to 26 Bengals get it done. Let's go ahead and move on into the next game. We have a good one right here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, five 
rushing touchdowns last week. Gladhell absolutely torched the Bills defense. The Colts are starting to put some things together. Carson Wentz not turning the ball over. I mean, this team is just really well coached, really well balanced. Their defense, I wouldn't say it's elite, but it's, I would say it's about top 10. I would have to, you know, put them all together, but I would say it's a top 10 worthy defense. Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, they, they, they got some guys who can make plays and, and Michael Pittman's been, been a big, you know, addition to them this year. You know, they had him last year, but he has really stepped up this year. And, and, and Jonathan Taylor's been probably the best back in the league right now because Derrick Henry's been hurt. So Jonathan Taylor's just absolutely insane. I mean, it's no, it's, it's not crazy to put him in the MVP conversation right now, because you look at all these other quarterbacks, they have one good game and then they have an, they turn around and have a bad game. So there's no really clear favorite in terms of who's going to win the MVP. And I think Jonathan Taylor should be in that conversation. You know, if you were going to throw Derek Henry in that conversation, I think you got to throw a guy like Jonathan Taylor coming off such a big game. And, and no, that wasn't just one game. Like he's been doing that this whole season. You know, he's just been kind of in the rear view mirror, but now he's really coming along and, you know, Gledhill with Tampa Bay being favored three at home, they finally snapped that, that losing streak, uh, especially after losing after the bye. But, you know, it was a credit it was against the Giants. Do you see this being a potential upset in Indianapolis's favor? Ooh, it's in Indianapolis. This is a tough game for me to pick the way they're playing recently. Well, Carson Wentz has been playing great ball. Let's just start with that. You know, he, he struggled a little bit early on in the season and everyone's like, oh, you know, yeah, the Colts made a dumb move. You know, look at him. He's washed. He's playing just like he was, you know, the last two games in Philadelphia. And, and that just recently, that just hasn't been the case. He's been playing really good football. Proud of my boy, Carson Wentz. And then Jonathan Taylor has been just, he's just been going nuts. Uh, I think, I think the Colts just, have, you know, they can do a lot of things on the offensive side. I like their receiving core. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's just had his way, you know, whether it's in the passing game, whether it's in the run game, I I'm surprised, you know, with what he was able to do against that Bill's defense. Pretty crazy, but I, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're playing better ball than most teams in the league right now. And Tom Brady's had a little bit of a turnover issue. This is a Colts defense this is getting, that is getting better every single week. I, I think they're going to take this one at home. Might, might surprise you a little bit with that pick, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Oh man, you know what? I was gonna do it, Gladhell, but <sighs> did you think I was picking the Buccaneers? No, you know what? I this doesn't surprise me because I know you've been I know you've been a big fan of the Colts going into the season. I and I know you 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 did say a couple times that you regretted picking them to win the division over the Titans, <laughs> but it's starting to look a little bit better for you. I mean, they are they are playing better, and uh, it's just like every time I bet against Tom Brady, he always proves me wrong. You know what, Glenn Hill? Since you picked the since you picked the 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 Colts, I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers. I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers. I think I, this is gonna be a fun game, and I got Tampa Bay hanging on. But I, I'll be rude for the Colts because for the NFC purposes, for the Cowboys, I want all those NFC teams to lose. So yeah, let's go Buccaneers, 34 to 28. I'll be rooting for you, Indianapolis. All right, next game we have the Carolina Panthers going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Now, Glenn Hill, this is surprisingly this is actually a tough game for me. Miami's been playing a lot better. Four and seven now. I remember a couple of weeks ago when they were, you know, when they were sitting at one and seven, and you were like, "This is not a one and seven football team. This is probably like a three and five team." And now they're four and seven. They won the last three games. Just beat the Jets last week. Credit was the Jets, but they beat Baltimore the week before. They're starting to put some things together. Okay, and I might have jumped the gun a little bit on you know Brian Flores. I know I overreacted a little bit, saying that you know for a defensive coach and how good their defense was last year, like. Their defense is just like not performing well. So I might've jumped the gun a little bit on Brian Flores. If the Dolphins can find a way to, you know, to win this game, go to f- improve to five to seven and, 
and really just, you know, maybe let's say they like finish the season like six and 11 or let's go seven and 10 or something like that. Like, I think, you know, the way it started and the way how bad it was, I mean, they lost the Jaguars at one point when the Jaguars were winless, like given everything, I think you can look at that and then, and, and take some positives. Okay. Like it was a down year, you know, we still trying to figure out some things with Tua, you know, we might get Deshaun Watson. We got a lot of these picks still like, if you can find a way to win about six to seven games after starting, you know, this poorly and, and still won against Carolina here, I think, you know, you're, you're trending in an upward direction, no matter how bad or mediocre this season has been for you. So, you know, Glenn Hill, this is actually a surprisingly, this is, this is a tough game for me. I mean, Carolina is only favored by one at home. My bad. Carolina is only favored by one point on the road here. And you know, Glenn Hill, this is where I come in and take the upset. I know you took the upset with the Colts, but I'm gonna take the upset right here. This is going to be my upset. I have the Miami Dolphins beating Carolina right here. You know, I, I just don't know what I'm going to see from Cam week to week. I mean, he played good last week, uh, but I mean, in the biggest moment of it all, he didn't get it done and the Washington football team got it done. So I think the Dolphins, you know, being at home, I, I like the way they've been playing these past few weeks. Credit's been against the Texans, the Jets, and then, you know, they had that big win versus the Ravens. I just think their defense is going to make more plays than this Carolina's defense. I think Carolina's defense is very young. It's promising. And you know, Carolina, they're sitting at five and six right now. You know, two weeks ago, I was like, okay, they're sitting at five and five with Cam Newton. They just got him back. The energy is good. They have great personnel. The coaching staff believes in Cam. They know Cam. They trust Cam. I'm like, this team is going to make a push for the playoffs. But now after losing to the Washington football team, you can't lose games like that. You can't lose games like that when you're trying to, to make a playoff push. So that was a really bad loss for them. And, you know, you can make the argument that, okay, that was a bad loss. So they're going to come back and rebound. You know, this Carolina team's up and down, you know, one week they beat Arizona and then they turn around the next week and they lose to Washington. So like I said, the NFL is weird. This team is inconsistent, but I like the Dolphins. I like the way they've been playing uh, defensively. I think they've been stepping up. And ever since that Baltimore game, it's just looking like maybe they flipped a little bit of a switch. Now, is this a playoff team? Absolutely not. But like I said, if they can find a way to win about six to seven games, I think that's that's training in an upward direction. So give me the Dolphins, Gladhill. Give me the Dolphins. This is my upset of the week. Dolphins win 17 to 10 low scoring game. Who do you got? I'm going to differ from me. I'm taking the Panthers. I think they're going to bounce back from that tough loss. Huh? I'm not surprised you picked the, the Dolphins actually, but you know, this is a team that I I'm, I'm starting to like a little bit, definitely playing better ball. Um, what's crazy is if they win, they, if they beat the Panthers in this game, they'll have the same record as them, which is, you know, pretty crazy considering how the Panthers started and how, you know, the Dolphins started, you know, two, two different teams. I think in week two, yeah, I would have taken the um, the Panthers no problem. But um, this one's a little tougher, but I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers on the road. You know, Christian McCaffrey, they'll, they'll be able to move the ball. And um, I think these guys are going to be playing with more energy with him there. So 20 to 17. Got another game here, Paul. I mean, this is this could be in the running for AIDS game of the week, but it's not because this next game after this is definitely it. But let, let's go ahead and go into this one. We got the Atlanta Falcons going on the road to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Atlanta's coming in as a... One and a half point favor on the road here. Jacksonville's at home, two and eight on the season. Gladhell, it's your turn. Who are you picking in this game? Huh. This one's a little bit of a tough one as well. You know what? I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to take the better defense to win this game. And I think the better defense is Jacksonville. The way they were able to put pressure on Josh Allen a couple weeks ago, I think that's going to come out. I think they're going to get to Rhett Matt Ryan in this game. The other Josh Allen, the, the pass rusher Josh Allen, is going to have a big day. And I think it's going to set things up for Trevor Lawrence on the other side of the ball. I think Urban Meyer gets his third win as the Jaguars coach. It's going to come as a home win against the Falcons. So, yeah, I'm taking the Jaguars in this game. Might surprise you. No, it doesn't surprise me because I was picking Jacksonville all along, too. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
I think Atlanta's defeated Glen Hill. I think the Cowboys really broke them because they, they what they had won like four of the last five going into that game or something like that, and they were at five hundred, sitting at the seventh seed. And then, you know, they go in there and they put up three points against the Cowboys and then they go in and they get shut out completely by New England. So they can't get things going on the offensive side of the ball. And that that just doesn't match up well against Jacksonville, especially on the road. Jacksonville, 17 points or fewer in each of the four games since the bye week. I think they break that this week. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars to win. I mean, I guess this is another upset, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's close. Atlanta will be able to put up more points uh, than they have had the past two weeks, but not. Not anything crazy to, to beat the Jaguars. So I got the Jaguars winning. I guess this is another upset. 26 to 24, Jacksonville hangs on and wins. Next game, we have the New York Jets going on the road to play the Houston Texans. Both teams are two and eight. Houston, three-point favorites at home here. Gledhill, this is the AIDS game of the week by far. You can't get any worse than this. Two and eight, two and eight. Jets coming off of a loss. Texans coming off of a big win. You know, I look at this game and I think this probably should be a hard game to pick, but... I really don't think it's that hard for me. New York, 24 and a half points per game since week eight, 13.4 points per game in week one versus five. So they've been able to put up more points as of recent, but obviously they're still two and eight. Texans, I mean, both teams are mediocre. AIDS game of the week, not going to watch this game at all. I'm going to take the Texans to win Gledhill. I, I just think they're the better team. If you didn't think that last week, well, you can at least see it now. They're at least better than the Jets. 28 to 17, Texans win. Who do you got? Yeah, I think the alarming thing with the Jets is they have a defensive coach and their defense has gotten worse every single week. I mean, at least that's what it seems like. And whenever they play a team that's you know better than them, you know, when they play the Patriots, or they, they just totally get outclassed. And I, I mean, that's the most concerning. You think, you know, okay, you know, they struggle on the offensive side. They have a couple turnovers here and there. You know, yeah, they have a young quarterback. He's going to have his growing pains. That happens with every young quarterback. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his first year. So, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, Mike White struggling, you know, Joe Flacco now playing. I mean, that's not the concerning part about this team for me. For me, the concerning part about the Jets is that they haven't gotten better on the defensive side with a defensive head coach. That's a problem. Meanwhile, I, I think the Texans has, have shown flashes of being a decent team. You know, we saw, we saw them do what they did last week on the road. Really impressive. I, I like some of the pieces they have on the defensive side, uh, and I, I think they're gonna. I think they're come up with a big win here, second straight win for this team. I, I just don't like. I said I have no reason to pick the Jets. I have like at least a little bit of a reason to pick the Texans now. So, uh, yeah, I'll go Texans twenty six to seventeen. And if anybody's actually thinking about picking the Jets, before you do that, keep in mind Corey Davis injured reserve. Michael Carter is now out too. So. And that's a big part of their offense. Two big pieces right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a bigger issue too. Like that's I mean, goodness. Yeah, yeah, that's not good at all. They're already struggling to you know to score. Now this is going to be even worse. Yeah. Next game we have the L.A. Chargers going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. L.A. Chargers are three point favorites on the road here. Gledhill, it's your turn to pick. Broncos are five and five, and the Chargers are now six and four. Big big huge win versus the Steelers. There they they almost choked it. They tried to choke it. And then I'm pretty sure they choked like a 21 point lead against Denver in mile high last year. And, you know, obviously two different teams. Now you, you have Brandon Staley now instead of Anthony Lynn choking you a game. So I think this is a little much different story here. Who do you like in this game? Like I said, in mile high, it doesn't surprise me that the charge only favored by three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. The Chargers are only favored by three. This is a huge game for Vic Fangio. I think every week there's kind of questions whether he's going to be the guy next year for the Broncos. I think seeing them struggle the way they did against the Eagles, I think that's a little bit concerning to me. You know, because your defense has to be locked down in order for you to win games. 
And it, it just hasn't been recently. And I think if Vic Fangio loses this game within the division, I think it could really hurt the, the Broncos' playoff chances going forward. You know, maybe may the reason that, that Vic Fangio loses his job. So um, I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. I think, you know, we saw what the Eagles were able to do coming in. I think, uh, I think the Chargers will be able to move the ball. So I, I don't really, I don't really got much more to say about this game. I, I think the Chargers are going to come in and get it done on the road. 32 to 25. I have a lower scoring affair. I have 24 to 17. Chargers win by like a touchdown. Uh, both these games between these two teams in 2020 were decided by three points or fewer. So it could be a close game too. You never know. Next game, we have the game of the week right here. Glad we have the LA Rams going on the road to play the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is 3-0 career record at home versus the LA Rams, including the playoffs. Last year, they played them in the playoffs. I, mean, I think the key matchup here is Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. I think everyone's going to want to see that matchup, you know, them biting their ears. You're just talking to each other. You're talking to each other's ear off and it's just going to be a fun game to watch. And, you know, this is obviously going to be America's game of the week right here. I'm excited to watch this game. And this is a big game for the NFC. You know, you got the Rams who are coming off of back-to-back losses to the Titans and the 49ers on primetime. Matthew Stafford hasn't played well. I said the Rams needed that buy. They got that buy. So hopefully they put some things together. I'm expecting a Rams team to come out and and, and the Rams team that we saw in the, in the first half of the season. I, you know, the, the Packers, you, know, you look at the Packers and, and they're, they're just depleted everywhere, but they're still finding ways to get games done. And I think that's what separates them from every other team, you know. I look at the Cowboys and, and they've had a lot of injuries and, you know, that game versus Kansas City. And I'm like, man, like Noah Mark Cooper, CD Lamb got hurt in the game. Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence are out like they couldn't really do anything on the offensive side of the ball. But then you look at the Packers, you look at all the other injuries. They had no Valdez Scantley, no Alan Lazard, no Devontae Adams. They had all the injuries with Jair Alexander. They had Zadarius Smith out and they lost Rashawn Gary. David Bakhtiar has been gone all season. Like, Despite all that, they still beat the Cardinals when they were undefeated on the road. And then last week, you know, all those injuries again, and Aaron Rodgers with a fractured toe, and they still only lose to Minnesota, a division game, by what, three points on a game-winning field goal? So this Packers team, that's what I think separates them from a lot of other teams is with all these other injuries, teams would fold, but not Aaron Rodgers in this team. So I think, you know, the, the Packers, that's what separates them from them. They're still finding ways to be competitive and, and, and get games done. And they didn't get it done last week. It's okay. It's a division game. You know, everybody was talking about Minnesota upsetting them anyway. So that doesn't surprise me anyways. You know, coming into this game, this is a huge game. So, uh, you know, the Packers have a lot of injuries. Aaron Rodgers, like I said, he's saying he's playing with a fractured toe right now. And then they lost Elkton Jenkins, their left guard, which I think is a big loss for them. So they're, they're not getting any healthier. And you got the Rams who are coming off a bye who are trying to figure some things out. So this is a, a very, very tough game, Gledhill. LA Rams are actually favorite. On the road here, doesn't surprise me with all the Packers injuries. Two points on the road here. It's my turn to pick, Bloodhill. <sighs> Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed coming off of a loss. It's hard for me to say that the Rams are going to lose three straight games, but they're playing the Packers. And even with all the injuries, I think, I just think they're better. I just think they're a better team than the Rams. And I got the Packers winning 42 to 34. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. This, this game is going to live up to the potential 42 34. Give me the Packers. I'm excited for this one. Wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win, especially coming off a of bye and with all the Packers injuries. But I'm, I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers to bounce back off a, of a tough loss, and I, I think he's going to do great. So, I mean, he threw four touchdowns, 300 yards last week, and that's with playing with the injuries too. So who do you got? I think it's easy to make the argument that, you know, oh, the Rams, you know, they, they've lost two straight. They're off a of bye. You know, oh, they're going to come in ready to go, and they're going to win this game because they're coming off a of bye, and how could they lose this game? 
The Packers, though, you know, they've lost two out of three games. And they, too, are talented. You know, they're, they're talented as well. They're well-coached as well. You know, they're, they're hoping to heal up as well. It's going to come down to who wins the game at the line of scrimmage. You know, but then there's also that little factor where it's like, yeah, I think you'd easily take Aaron Rodgers over Matthew Stafford any day. And I think Aaron Rodgers can overcome more deficiencies than Stafford can. I think that's pretty clear as well. I think the Rams have a few too many advantages in the line of scrimmage. I think, I think Vaughn Miller can, can make some plays in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to go with the Rams on the road. It may surprise you that I'm doing this, but I'm going to go for it. I'm picking, I'm picking the Rams. I think, uh, I think Matt Stafford's going to have a big day. I really, I really believe that. So I, think, I, may, I may have it slightly lower scoring than you. I think it's going to be like 30 to 27, but I'm going to take uh, – I'm going Rams on the road. Glenn Hill, despite the Rams, even if the Rams lose this game, you know, you lose three straight games to teams that are, that are, I mean, I'd say the 49ers are putting things together now, so I could classify them as a, as a decent team now, but even despite all that Rams losing three straight, maybe we don't overreact too much, but what I was saying about them, you know, two weeks ago, like, I think they might be in trouble, Glenn Hill, you know, if they lose this game, because you know, you know, they're not going to win that division with the way Arizona's playing. Eventually Kyler Murray's going to come back and I think, you know, if the Rams lose this game, the Cardinals might run away with this division. So I think they might be in trouble because they're going to most likely get a road playoff game because they're going to be a wild card team. And like I said, they're going to run into a, a team like Green Bay or Dallas or Tampa Bay or Arizona. And you're going in with, like I said, a quarterback who hasn't even won a playoff game yet. So I think the Rams really need this win, Gladhill. They really need this win. You know, if Matthew Stafford goes out there and struggles, throws like two picks again, and I've noticed from the Rams' three losses this season, you you can just tell by the the mood early on in the game. You know, Stafford throws an early turnover, and then they just kind of fold. So they got to learn to play through adversity. And you got to know, like, even if you make a couple mistakes early on in the game, it's okay. Your team is good enough to fight with anybody, right? So don't panic. It just seems like, you know, these, the moods of their three losses, like they've started really slow and then they just kind of McVay's tries to get too cute at times. And then it's just like, they, they let the game get away from them. So they, they got to know, like if they make mistakes, because this Packers defense is elite, you know, with even all these injuries that the the Packers defense has been outstanding this year. So, you know, I I think they got to know is, you know, Matthew Stafford, I I expect him to throw at least one pick. He, you you just got to know that like, it's going to be a dog fight. Don't give up. Don't let the mood take over. Like if you, you know, it just seems like these the Rams have kind of folded in situations where the spotlight's too big for them. So we'll see what happens. They're a good team. Like I said, the loss of Robert Law- Woods is a lot bigger than, than people think. So we'll see what happens. Next game, we have a tough one. Another one, Gladhill. This could be a make or break week. We got the Minnesota Vikings going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers. Both teams five and five fighting for that playoff spot in the NFC. You know, if you're the if you're the Eagles. Yeah, you're watching this game very closely too, seeing like, oh man, these are two teams that we're fighting with right now. So, you know, San Francisco coming in as three and a half point favorites at home here. Both teams are just playing good football now. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I thought the 49ers were done, thought Shanahan was done. Same with the Vikings. You know, Vikings lost to Cooper Rush on Sunday night football. Kirk Cousins didn't get it done. Then they lost to the Ravens in OT. And I mentioned that stat last week is Vikings were the only team in the NFL to have at least seven a seven-point lead on every team this year, and they were sitting at four and five. So that was the same case last week. I mean, Minnesota's offense is, is really good. Justin Jefferson's been playing like a top-five receiver in the league. Dalvin Cook, we know what he can do, and, and Adam Thielen too. So this is a huge game too, Gladhill, for in, in terms of that wild-card spot right now. Both these teams obviously aren't going to win the division, but they could still make the playoffs. Both these teams are fighting for the playoffs right now. 
So, Gladhill, it's your turn to pick. Is this a tough game for you to pick? Yeah, definitely. I think when in doubt here, I'm going to take the home team, and I'm going to take the team that I think has been playing, that I think has righted the ship just a little bit on the offensive side. I like the 49ers in this game at home. I think they're figuring some things out on the offensive side. I think they're running the ball better, finally. And what they did to the Rams, I think, really, really impressed me. So we're going to go 49ers win this game, 26 to 21. Yeah, so, I mean, talk about Debo Samuels uh, being a running back one. I mean, even though Elijah Mitchell has been banged up this year, they've been having Debo Samuels line up at running back, too. So 49ers love to run the ball. Kyle Shannon loves running the ball. He loves, I mean, and he doesn't, he doesn't get away from it. That, you know, that's what I've noticed for him is, you know, you look at other teams, like they get away from the run. Kyle Shanahan doesn't, no matter what, even if they get stuffed, they're going to find a way to run the ball. And, and Jimmy G has played so much better with George Kittle in the lineup, especially on third down, dominate the time possession. I see no different here. I think they're going to dominate the time possession, keep the ball to Kirk Cousins hands. And I think all it takes is a couple turnovers from Kirk Cousins and they, and they win this game. I think it's going to be close though. 22 to 19 49ers win next game. Okay, here we go right here. Sunday night football, Gledhill. We have the Cleveland Browns going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's coming in as a three-point favorites at home here. This is a big division game right here. The Browns, Baker Mayfield's been banged up. You look at that game versus the Lions, he just didn't look healthy. And, I mean, there was some drama this past week about him not addressing the, the media. I mean, I don't know if you heard that, Gledhill, but he didn't even shake anybody's hand after the game. He didn't talk to any press. He just completely left. And, you know, a lot of that could be due to the fact that he was frustrated because they barely beat the, the Lions. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're the, you're the starting quarterback for a big franchise. You got to address the media no matter what. Even if you don't like it, even if you give them the most bland answers, you got to address the media. So I just thought that wasn't a good look. Doesn't look like Baker Mayfield's going to be playing. But I think Case Keenum is, is, uh, gives him a better chance to win this game right now because Baker Mayfield has been so banged up. I mean, he's been kind of a liability for them. So, and the Cleveland Browns have still not proved that they could beat Baltimore on a consistent basis. Uh, I don't even know if Baker has beaten Baltimore. I think he's only beaten them about once in his whole career. And I don't even know if I'm hundred percent certain on that. I know they swept them last year and, you know, obviously the second game last year was one of the best games ever, but I look at this game, Gladhill, and I think you got to be on crack to pick the Cleveland Browns to win this game. And the reason I say that is because, just look at the way they've been offensively and look at Baltimore. I mean, getting Lamar Jackson back, I mean, I, I just really don't see how this game is going to be as as competitive as people think. So, yeah, I mean, if Baker plays, if he doesn't, I, I just think Case gives him a better chance. I got the Ravens winning 31-24. Cleveland still hasn't proved to me that they can beat Baltimore. So that's what I got. Who do you got? Yeah, Baker's definitely playing banged up right now. And um, yeah, you, you definitely root for that. But um, I think you definitely you know, have some questions coming into these bigger games, how he'll be able to fare. Yeah, I agree. I like the Ravens on the road. This is the same. This is the same game as last year. Remember where Lamar uh, Lamar got hurt and then he came back, and everyone was making those like Paul Pierce memes <laughs> coming back into the game. <laughs> I thought that was funny. This is that. This is that same game only a year later. I think for me, it really comes down to how the Ravens are able to run the ball. While they haven't been great recently, I think having Lamar back just adds that extra threat for them. I think they will be able to run the ball this game. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ravens on the road. Just because I think they're better coached, they have the better quarterback, they have the healthier quarterback now, and they're going to get a um, a nice twenty four to twenty one win. It's it's going to be really close. I mean, it's a divisional game. I don't see either of these teams blowing the other one out, but I'm I'm going to take the Ravens here. You know, they're, they'd improve to an eight and three team, but I, I just don't I don't see them as that caliber of a team right now. I just I, I question their passing defense. I question their run game a little bit. 
I mean, having Lamar back, I mean, he's going to, I think he'll be able to carry this team. I think he's gotten to that point where he's no longer that young quarterback who really needs to be supported too much. Any quarterback needs support, but I, th- I think he can carry this team more than you know more than he he was able to do so a couple of years ago. You know, dur- even during his MVP year. So, but anyways, I'm going to take the Ravens in this game, 24-21. I don't see this as a Super Bowl team, but I think you know I think they're definitely a threat to win the division. So, yeah, Gladhill, I agree. I don't think this Baltimore team is a Super Bowl team at all. I really don't. You know, I, I look at them and I think every week they're a little bit overrated, but Lamar Jackson just carries them that much. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I expect this game to be like a touchdown win in the Ravens favor. So we'll see what happens. We got the last game here happening on Monday night. We have the Seattle Seahawks going on the road to play the Washington football team. One team is playing you know, better and then the other team is just kind of falling apart. I mean, Seattle's three and seven right now. You know, we looked at that team. We're like, okay, Russ is coming back. They could make a push for the playoffs, right? They already have that win over the 49ers. You know, if they can beat the Packers, okay, well, they lost, you know, they lost to the Packers. They got shut out, right? Okay, well, they can bounce back. They can beat an Arizona team without, or, you know, without Kyler Murray and D-Hop. Nope, couldn't even get that done. So this offense is just like, as Cowherd would say, it's broken. And, you know, I just think it's it's starting to come, slowly come to an end right now. And and Seattle's just, you know, just really struggling and, yeah, I mean, honestly, Gladhill, this is uh, this this spread is even. So, I mean, if that makes this game any harder for you to pick, I mean, I know you were mentioning that this one might be a little hard for you. If it didn't make it any harder, it's the the spread is even right now. So it's a pick 'em. Who do you got? Washington's at home. Well, I I don't really have a ton of faith in either of these teams. <clears throat> Washington's defense has been playing a little bit better recently, which gives me a little bit of hope in them. And also, I think Taylor Heineke, you know. Say what you want about him. Not being a franchise guy or whatever doesn't really matter to me. He's, he's super fun to watch. He's I love his energy. You could tell, you know, these this Washington team rallies around him. So I, you know, I'm always going to tune into a Washington game because I, I want to see how he does. Definitely, definitely a huge fan of his. But um, that being said, I'm going to pick the Seahawks in this game. And the reason I'm going to pick the Seahawks in this game is because Russell Wilson's going on the road, and his back's against the wall, and. That's literally the only reason. Uh, his, back is, <laughs> his back is against the wall. The Seahawks absolutely need this win. I think this team's going to be hungry. I think Russ is going to be ready to go. Yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks. With a little, maybe uh, some people may think this is a little bit of an upset. Some people, you know, with the way Washington has played. I don't know. I, I can just see this happening. I think the Seahawks are going to get the best of them. I think they're going to win it. Let's go 26 to 22. Not going to happen. Yeah. Not gonna happen. I, uh, you know, what, I, I really want to believe you. I really want to believe that the Seahawks are gonna, you know, the energy they're gonna be fired up. Russell Wilson's gonna be ready to go, but clearly he hasn't been healthy. And why? It's just not a good matchup defensively on the road against this Washington's defense. I mean, Seattle's two hundred forty-six point two total yards per game since Week Six. That's the fewest in the NFL. So they haven't been able to move the ball. Their offense just looks so much different right now. And it's, and it's honestly, I really, I'm not blaming it on Russ. I just really don't think he's healthy. And I just really don't think that the team around him is, is performing that well. So I, I'm going to take Washington. I think this is going to be an, one of those games where it's just kind of ugly not really that, not really that exciting offensively. I could see it low scoring, but overall, I think Washington's going to win, you know, pretty comfortably. I'm going to say Washington wins 23 to 14. It's going to be like a, you know, lower scoring game. But I just think, uh, I don't know. I just don't think Seattle's going to be able to move the ball. And I don't know. I just think they're kind of all packing up. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Russell Wilson. And, I, I you know, he, he's a he's an extremely loyal guy. But, I mean, like I was mentioning last week, like it's almost at the point where, like, you know, if you have a chance to leave Seattle, leave it. Because, I mean, I know you're loyal and I know you, you wouldn't want to do that. But, like, 
you need to move on. It's over, man. Like this team hasn't provided for you. So why should you provide for them? That's how I look at it. And yeah, I got Washington. So it's a big week, Gladhill. The Bears and Lions game today for Thanksgiving could go either way. We got the Cowboys, Raiders, got the Bills and the Saints, Eagles, Giants, Patriots, Titans. Let's see what other games. The, the Buccaneers and Colts could go either way. Dolphins and Panthers, Jaguars and Falcons. I picked that as an upset too. You got the AIDS game of the week. Packers and Rams, that's a big game. And then 49ers and Vikings, that's a big game. So a lot of big games this week. Look out for them. And uh, hopefully you guys have a good week for football. Glad how you got anything else to add? Because if not, I will see you next week. No, man. I'm, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a great, great slate of games coming up. Great slate of games and great slate of college football games coming up this weekend. You got Ohio State versus Michigan. You got OU versus OSU Bedlam. So watch out for some good college football games and and overall just a good football week in general. So have a good one, guys. We'll see you all next week.